Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. And if it's a slightly strange sound this week uh, compared with normal, that's because I'm sat in an empty glamping pod. Uh, why am I in an empty glamping, glamping pod, you say? Well, um, we've been down on holiday with um, with Alison's brother and they've left to go home. We're here for another week and so their glamping pod is empty. So therefore, their glamping pod became a recording studio for at least for the next hour um not the greatest recording studio as i'm sure you can probably hear but in a recording studio uh, nonetheless so let's crack on uh, and uh, and get and get to it with a bit of that uh, that jangly guitar <laughs> If you were listening last week, you'll know that we should have been on holiday, but we're not on holiday, um, and we're hanging around um, because um, Josh uh, has been in contact with somebody who's tested positive COVID. So out of, um, although we don't need to, out of a, a sense of not all wanting to catch COVID if he turned out to be positive on a long journey down to Cornwall, uh, we took the decision to uh, hang back for a couple of days now what that meant was that on saturday um i went to the first football match of the season uh which means i went to bramall lane for the first time in well i guess since um early march 2020 um to a premier league game as was this time around it was a, a championship game i actually ended up going to to see my football team lose its first game back in the championship but we're not focused too much on the football um, because that would take a large portion of the episode. So we'll leave the football alone. But what we will talk about is what I did want to mention was I was quite surprised um, that I found myself being uh, relatively uh, or having a, a, a feeling of anxiousness, uh, of anxiety, uh, whilst I was over the moon to be back and the atmosphere was great and we got in, you know, we got in a, a good 45 minutes before kickoff to actually soak up the atmosphere, which was, you know, which was amazing. There were 30,000 people there, so it was very much back um, to how, I, you know, I remember it. I didn't, I, I didn't go to a game um, with under COVID restrictions, so this was completely restriction-free. So, um, you know, I've had 18 months of watching it on the TV. Um, and... I don't know whether it was a slight sense of, um, you know, just being of claustrophobia or just being in that space with that many people, but I, but I did, you know, it didn't spoil my enjoyment of the evening, but I, I, I didn't drop straight back into, uh, how it was before it felt very unusual to be surrounded by so many people and you couldn't help but feel a little bit uneasy having not been in that situation for such a long time and I think um if I think back to lockdown um you know I've never pushed the barriers of lockdown I've, I've quite I've actually perversely quite enjoyed lockdown and the things I've started to do that have become the norms for me um since lockdown including well I guess predominantly the, the walking and the running I've I've spent a lot more time in the open on my own than I was doing beforehand. So, um, you know, everything is everything is more open spaces. There's been there's been less, you know, sat in crowded cafes or in or in crowded shops or in any kind of crowded spaces. 
um, and far more of being out and and you know in the middle of of nothing. So I suppose it's only um, it's only to be expected um, that it felt a little bit strange. But I wasn't quite prepared. I mean, it wasn't full on panic attack. I'm not talking you know that kind of vibe. I just I was conscious of it. I was conscious of, of being in a space with a lot of people and feeling just a little bit on edge and not quite comfortable with it all. And it'll probably take a few games to get back, um, you know, into the into the swing of it. And that and, and I hadn't thought about it when I, even at the point when I was travelling over, it must have been floating around my subconscious. But even at the point when I was travelling to the game, it didn't it didn't really cause me any kind of you know great concern um, up until the point when. It started to fill up, and just before and just before the kickoff, and to be fair, you know, for most of the for most of the game. So um, I don't know if I don't. I, I guess all I can really say is I don't know if you've done something like that already. You've been back to an event of some sort, but did you have a you know any form of similar um, reaction when you found yourself in a crowd of theatre or a crowd of cinema or whatever it, whatever it you know whatever it might be. <laughs> Tuesday. So after six uh, consecutive negative COVID tests, uh, lateral flow tests, um, we made the decision um, to power on with a holiday and to travel down to Cornwall um, today. Um, And it was one of those where I think we'd probably gone about as far as we could in terms of risk management. Um, if we'd gone the full 10 days, which would have been the isolation period, had he had to isolate, um, then um, we would have got to, to to sort of Friday, Saturday, and we would have lost the first week. And um, the way the holiday it breaks down is there's a, there's a week in a, a week in a glamping pod. Was a, there was a week in a glamping pod. Um, and then um, there's another week um down at a campsite called Travella um, in in what is affectionately or, or, or no, not affectionately, what is uh, in marketing spiel is a lodge. Uh, but as I think I mentioned before, is in reality a uh, static caravan um, or what you now call a static caravan if you put decking around it. And um, so, yeah, we, 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 we did the final, the, the sixth test, um, and then said, right, now we we're just going to go because the likelihood of anything happening now is is relatively is relatively slim. There's no sign of symptoms. There's no sign of anything. Um, we've been fairly rigorous with the lateral flows to ensure there's no kind of uh, neg- You know, they've not been slap slap dash uh, lateral flows. They've been uh, you know rigorous rigorously enforced and monitored lateral flow. So we think we're as, in terms of the risk management, we think we've we've mitigated as much as possible. We're probably, you know, if there is a risk now, it's probably, you know, lower than 10%, because in most cases, it, you know, it, it, symptoms would start to show or a test would show positive within four to five days. So, um, so yeah, so set off and, and had what can only be described as a spectacular um, journey. Um, You've obviously there. There are horror stories of, of of Saturday journeys to Cornwall at the moment, but actually we set off at, at about ten past ten, and we arrived um, at um, this this glamping site, which is called uh, Great Tregarth, which is kind of a couple of miles outside Camelford. We arrived. We we were here for four. 
So uh, a six-hour trip, which included a, 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 a sort of a 45, 50-minute stop for lunch. So in reality, a five-hour drive to do the 330 miles down here. So certainly um, something was smiling on us um, today to get us down here. It wasn't the weather um, because it's fairly miserable having dashed down here it's fairly miserable in Cornwall in in sort of mid Cornwall or mid to north Cornwall um but whatever whatever reason we've we've managed it we've got here we're intact um relatively you know pain free in terms of a journey and we are now ready to start um that holiday so so yeah managed it um kids slept a bit on the way down um everything at the moment everything going to plan Wednesday. So here's the first two uh, takeaways, the first two Cornish takeaways um, in in just over a day. Uh, the first one is it's busy um, or relatively brisk, but it's not ridiculous. So it doesn't feel any busier than maybe it would normally be um if you were down here in the in the summer and any other year uh now what where we aren't is we haven't ventured towards Newquay yet and we haven't ventured towards um St Ives and, and I mean we, we we may not do but we've certainly not ventured to either of those two places so it might be bonkers in 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 either of those two places or Falmouth or what have you but currently in this part of in this part of Cornwall it's not it's not ridiculous um so that's a that's a um a, a you know a reason a reasonable start and bodes well for the rest of the week the the big thing though um is their enforcement of masks particularly social distancing yes but particularly masks and sanitizer and all the you know when you're on holiday particularly when you're self-catering you're in and out of shops and what have you there's constantly something that you need and it, you, you tend to make far more trips into into stores than you would do when you're in your normal routines back home and what's been interesting is in two places i've been into today i've been i have actually been asked uh, to sanitize and I've listened to conversations uh, of of um, people um, in similar shops where they've been asked to put masks on and basically told pretty much if you're not wearing a mask you're not coming in, which is interesting. Bearing in mind that's that's was something that a lot of retailers weren't doing um, during a period when it was it was it was official guidance. I mean, obviously it's not official guidance now, but when it was official guidance, a lot of players places were not wanting to have um, that moment, um, you know, of standoff with the customer. But the other thing is, uh, um, obviously, so many of the businesses down here are independent. And they are basically pushing the line, and you're seeing it in a lot of lot of stores. That that if you know by complying, you're keeping businesses open, because if you don't comply, these are these are manned by a you know by a, a, a relatively small number of staff, and if you put those staff in danger, then these businesses close. So petrol stations and bakeries and what have you are all saying, look, if if you know if you want to carry on, if you want to carry on being able to 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 get you know scones for your cream tea and and petrol to get you home and you know and a, and a, and a pasty for your lunch then you you need you need to respect the fact that that you've you've got to help keep everybody including the people manning these services safe 
And and it's a very fair point because I guess well not I guess you know anywhere that's experiencing a large amount of tourism at the moment if these a lot of these small independent businesses if they cease if they stop then that 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 makes it very difficult for the vast number of people who found themselves you know either in Cornwall or Devon or on the east coast or wherever it would be or in South Wales or wherever whatever it is or North Wales or whatever uh, any part of Wales uh, Wales in, indeed um, you know because um even the little chains that the, these the local regional chains will be you know they will be experiencing ridiculous amounts of um increased demand and they'll be relatively small operations uh and 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 you put those at risk i mean cornwall's a very good example of of, of this kind of micro economy that if if you go to padstow or you go to you know you go, go to weybridge or go to Newquay, go to st ives th- that it's a ridiculous increase in 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 demand um and and it and it's very finely balanced and it's not really built for it and and if if you start losing people then the whole thing really will grind to a halt um so i think i've i've been quite fascinated by the approach that's been taken locally in in, in almost a zero zero tolerance approach really you you know we ju- we're just telling you look here's the reason which, by the way, is a very, very good reason, and it talks to a sensible conversation. So when actually a sensible conversation is had, sensible results happen. I mean, it's it's almost like you'd like to get the entire cabinet down here um, to look at this for a little while and go, do you know, if you can actually have a sensible adult conversation with people, look what happens in return. You get sensible people doing sensible things. Um kind of trying not to yeah no i was trying not to include the government but let's be honest you've just got to when you when you just see how it can work properly when reasonable people you know get together then it does make you make you wonder thursday we were having a coffee in a uh, a great little tea room uh, in weybridge um really nice flat white actually and um and their wi-fi password was jam first um and i've got and i can't disagree with that and i'm now starting it's it's funny i've not thought about this for ages it's one of those passing things um in the same vein of um you know marmite's just wrong i just wrong um and um uh, and and there's a, and I seriously have to question anybody that doesn't like cheese, um but it is it, I, I it's only when you think about it that you and and somebody says no it's it's cream then jam and and I and and I'm now starting maybe it's an age thing I'm starting to wonder how I actually how I can you know deal with that that kind of personality moving forward because i just i don't know i don't know how you even arrive there i don't know how you arrive at a situation where you would put i mean the textures are all wrong i mean aside from everything it's the text it's just it the the, surely the 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 jam of being being the way you put it on and the way it spreads and the density of it it's would be wrong to put to do it the other way around um I'd love to, if anybody can help me understand why, because maybe I'm missing something. Maybe, maybe I am missing something here, but I, I just, I just don't know why 
you would even think what part of your brain what how how it how you operate where you would think that makes any kind of sense at all and i, I don't I, it's not a devon cornish thing it's just i don't i, I kind of don't i just don't get it i just i just it i just don't get it so if you can help me i mean I don't know if I even. Do you know what? I don't even know if I want to understand whether there's an alternative way of thinking because actually, I just think in this instance, I'm so convinced in this instance that it is jam first that I almost don't want to. But I suppose I should. I don't, here's the thing as well. I don't even know what the split is. I don't know what the split of people is who think that it should be cream then jam. Um, and, and don't even get me started on the whole thing about sultanas in a, in, a, in, a, in a scone because you can't have sultanas in a scone in a cream tea. It's just, again, wrong. It just wrong. It's a plain, plain scone, plain scone. Then it's jam, strawberry. N- no debate there. I think that's one thing there is no debate about. Then it's the clot of cream. And, and that's it. That's that's a cream tea. That's how it how it works. Um, in fact, I've just thought actually now. This is a really, this is a, this is a big topic actually because then we're into scone, aren't we? Scone or scone? So there's that whole thing as well, which is clearly scone because it's cone and it's an s on. It's, it's, it can't be anything other. You can't put an s in front of cone and get scone. You can only put an s in front of con and get scone. Um, if you put an s in front of cone, you get scone. Uh, just yes um so to recap just so we're clear it's a scone it's got nothing in it it doesn't have a sultana in it there's no any form of dried grape is not required um and grapes should only be used for one thing anyway but we'll leave that alone as well and and then it's jam strawberry obviously and then it's clotted cream and then we're done then we don't mess. Then we're fine. Then we've we've nailed it at that point. So we just leave it and we enjoy it and we move on. Friday. So I've had a couple of runs while I've been down here, and I've been running on the Camel Trail. Now the Camel Trail is an old. Um, it's 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 not a disused railway. Obviously it is, but it's not. I mean, it's where a railway was. So, so the there was a railway that used to go in between uh, Wenford Bridge and um, and Padstow, and it was the third oldest, I believe, railway in the country. It it it, uh, it, it carried its last passengers in 1984. Uh, it's a 17 and a bit mile stretch of railway, and it's been converted into a um, into a track for cycling and for any form of walking or whatever it might be and as you can um you know you can probably work out it's relatively flat uh and it's and it's a really nice it's a really nice route um and um my eldest who's doing some um fundraising for his uh his trip to cambodia uh vietnam and cambodia next year uh did a sponsored walk and and he went uh, and he walked um, from one end to the other, they did the seventy mile walk, which he did on uh, did on Thursday, and uh, I dropped them off at, at one end because uh, he did it with he did it with uh, with Alison, and I dropped them off at one end, and they started walking, and I thought, well, I'll I'll go. I was going to run anyway, so I'll I'll run. So I set off and ran, and then ran back and came past them and what have you, and I did I did six and a half miles uh, yesterday. 
and made the decision that I was now I would probably see if I could run the Camel Trail. But obviously, it's going to mean driving to different points to start um, because I'm not up for doing 17 and a half miles in uh, in one go. So I did uh, I did sort of six and a half yesterday, but obviously it wasn't six and a half in terms of the trail. It was three and a bit, and then three and a bit because um, obviously I was returning to where I started so i went today i drove further along to a place called dunmere holt which is a great name fantastic name and um, the the um um where you where you drop down and park the car um the sign was still there and so was the platform and i then set off to run from there and i thought well i'll run back because i think it's roughly about three miles back to or three and a bit miles back to uh the point where i i would have met myself coming the other way if that makes sense so i was i was you know i was take i was going in the opposite direction to hit where i'd uh, at least a point where i recognized from yesterday to turn around and come back and then that would have joined those two sections together so therefore i've run from wenford bridge to dummy a halt if, uh, if that makes sense um the only slight problem the only slight problem was that where I joined, I started off and I thought I was running on the trail, but actually it turns out there's another path in the same place, which is where it all gets a bit confusing. And I headed off in, uh, I, I, I dropped the car and went right, which would have made sense what I was trying to do, but I missed a bend that would have taken me back down to um, where the track was. So clearly Dunford, uh, done me a halt the train clearly pulled into Dunmere Hole and then went back, reversed back into a siding and then went the other way to complete the, to the journey. So it was a, it was like a little bit of a siding uh, rather than just actually linear along the track. So consequently, I went the wrong way. So I ran for a mile thinking, this is steep. I wouldn't have expected this to be steep. Um, and it was only when we got, I, you know, we I got into a car park and I, uh, I realised that I wasn't on the camel trail. I wasn't on the trail proper. I was on a track that, that got you, that gets you as a cyclist into Bodmin if you want to go and have a look around Bodmin. Um, and probably was the walk up from the, from that was probably the closest stop to, to, to Bodmin. So, um, and, and I, the reason why I knew I'd hit my mistake, well, I knew I'd hit made a mistake because of the incline. The incline was clearly wrong. Um, but, um, I also hit, um, I, I arrived at this huge building, uh, which is Bodmin Jail, which is a really imposing, incredible piece of architecture, though not if you'd found yourself, uh, you know, ensconced there against your will, but a really incredible, but it's been turned into a, a hotel. So um, I had a quick look. I'm, going to, I'm now going to do a bit more research on this because it, I did think it was a, a, um, a relatively uh, impressive um, piece of architecture. But then wandered back down, uh, really that was my mistake, turned around, went down, and then ended up carrying on back round and, and meeting meeting where I'd been the previous day. The, of course, the downside of the um, diversion was it, it turned a seven mile run into a nine mile run which wasn't what i was banking on this morning but it was a nice way to it was a nice way to start the day and i've I've completed that section so i've done a sort of seven seven and a bit mile section so i've now got the rest of the time here to to work out how i'm going to manage to do the other sections which is going to involve a little bit of driving to get to places 
um, you know, to, to, to join the bits together. Um, but it'll be quite nice to have got back and actually to have completed and to have, have done the camel the camel trail. Um, and that's it. That's it for this week's TFM. Uh, I hope you're all well. Um, I will uh, keep I'll keep you updated on how the camel trail is going um, and, and see if I can find some interesting bits of trivia I'll see what I can find out about about Bodmin about Bodmin Jail, which is a really quite amazing looking building. Uh, I hope you're well, uh, and I hope you're enjoying. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the summer, and I will. Uh, I'll catch up with you next week. <laughs> if you've enjoyed therapy for me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production. <laughs>